The following podcast is recorded and produced by Emerge, a media creators co-op, in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. Podcast. I'm your host, Julius Houston. Demar Crittner. Damian Jolly. Welcome back. All right, guys. Uh, we've been here for about a month. Uh, just a quick recap. We are growing. Um, thank you guys for all the support. Uh, if you are in the live stream right now, like, comment, and subscribe for us. That'd be greatly appreciated. We're trying to grow on every single platform. But the 100, 100 followers on TikTok is a blessing. It's only to start. It's not really anything that we could have imagined happening so quick because it was like two followers a day almost. But now that we're here, uh, we can't stop. We're going to keep going. And looking forward, but to start us off, Damien seen Saw X, uh, the tenth rendition of Saw. They have <laughs> spinoffs and whatnot. One of the longest running franchises, and it's funny because we make fun of like Fast and Furious making all these movies. And Saw was actually going down while Fast and Furious mm-hmm. actually was making money. money right. So, um, from what you've seen from Saw X, how do you feel about it? Um, it was definitely a good movie. It felt like a good re. It kind of felt like a good reboot for it. You do get Jigsaw back, even though he died in the original movies. Um, what I liked about this one was that there was actually a story being told. I felt like the first couple Saw movies did a good job with the story, and then they kind of just got to a point where they were like, how nasty could we make the movie? Mm-hmm. You know, and get away. How much can we get away with? This one told a good story. Uh, there were some elements that were kind of weird. They kind of make Jigsaw seem like a superhero, kind of. Yeah, like they, like, they like sympathize. Yeah, like, I mean, they really make it seem as if he's doing the right thing. I mean, mm-hmm. the people that he's going after do... do are pretty bad and kind of probably do deserve what they're getting, but that was kind of a weird twist on it. Instead of making him an actual serial killer, they were like, hey, this guy's a vigilante. He, <laughs> yeah. he's, he, he's taking care of the little man, you know? So mm-hmm. it was weird, but it was cool to see the actual Jigsaw actor back because uh, he was great in the role. Yeah, I love he didn't, you know, <laughs> they brought back um, Amanda as well. There's a mid credit scene, so they're setting up a f- another movie from the scenes of it. So it was really good, though. I, I definitely think it's worth a watch. And the ratings that it got, for I think it got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, is well-deserved. Mm-hmm. So if, out, of, out of 10, what would you give it? I'd probably say about a about a 7.5, 8. I'm a huge fan of the Saw series. Yeah, like I, it's definitely to me like the best one that's come out probably since like two or three. Yeah, like the last, my last, my last like one that I like really was into and I watched several times was like probably Saw Four. Yeah. Saw Four is like easy. Yeah, so like, you know, because I, I say like I really just, like once it got to like five, six, seven, like there was no story being told. It was so convoluted and all that. They were literally just trying to see how nasty they could get without getting in trouble. Basically, yeah. how far could you push? The M rating and you know, say the, the radar. Remember, <laughs> like the um, the heroin scene. Yeah, oh that's what I'm saying. Like there was just like there was just so many like things, you know. That's all it really felt like with this one. Even the traps in this one, like you know, there, obviously there's still a lot of gore. It's pretty gruesome, but it, none of it felt gratuitous. You know, like, it didn't feel like they were just trying to put like shove it in your face and be like, hey, look how nasty this is. They kind of just played into the storyline more so than anything. So it was definitely worth a watch. So so that's the scene you remember, the heroin scene at all scenes? <laughs> you know, the, the needle pit. The needle, yeah, needle pit is pretty memorable. The, the, needle, pit is, the needle pit is crazy because like, you literally see like like it's like bulging and they're skinny. It, oh, that shit just like, had me cringy. It was a lot of shit. I mean, it really depends on what trap you're thinking about, though. I mean, the, but the needle pit's considered one of the more iconic ones. Yeah, I mean, it's so he literally, she literally doesn't even get a, cha- like, a choice. Like, the yeah, she just throws her in it. Lifts her up and throws her in it. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like he literally makes her go in there to look for a key. It is pretty nasty because, like I said, as soon as she gets in there, it's literally all the needles in her arm. I mean, it, yeah. it's pretty gra- it's pretty gross. So if it was the same for you, which one would you remember? Then? I mean, not the heroin scene. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not your favorite. Go ahead. Which one is it, bro? I don't. I don't have a scene. I don't have another scene. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be the heroin. It wouldn't, wouldn't be heroin though. <laughs> um, but 
in other news, we got to go to the other side of the spectrum of football. Um, unfortunately, there's two sp- prospects that are being talked about more than Demond Crittenden out of UB. But um, from, from, what, from what we're looking at right now, Caleb Williams versus Shadur Sanders was this past weekend. And two weeks ago, we talked about how big this match would be. It would be a lot of draft implications. All 30 scouts were there. Um, from what you've seen out of Caleb Williams and Shadur Sanders, like, how, how do you feel about either one? I hope New England Patriots scout was there. I hope. <laughs> All 30. That should have three I there, though. I hope. <laughs> I hope we had. We had. We needed one look at the receivers, the quarterback, the quarterbacks, quarterback, <laughs> coaches, all that. But, um, you know, it's good for football. It's always good for football when you get two, you know, high prolific teams. We all know USC was going to win, but it's, it is what it is, man. I mean, like, Colorado football. made it a game. Yeah, yeah they Colorado made it a game, made a game the especially end, yeah. at the end. That's all you can ask for, like an exciting football game. It was definitely much you more know. competitive than Oregon. Yeah, Oregon yeah, yeah, that Oregon game Ooh. was uh, was a, I guess, a humbling experience, but also it looked, I looked at it as it could have been more or less that both teams were, one team's coming off a high, another team coming off of struggling games where they didn't look as good, and Oregon went out there and they just, they, they, they gave it to them. And rightfully so. I mean, Oregon is not a bad team at all. Oregon is actually um, filled with a lot of, you know, experienced players. As much people talk about Bo Nix being in college a long time, they never met Aaron Kraft from Ohio State. And he played basketball for like six years at Ohio State. I mean, that was just one of the things that I remember. Like, y'all never seen some of the players that got to 25 years old. Like, right. <laughs> like Bo Nix only 23 years old, and he took advantage of the COVID system and whatnot. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is. But um, for me, what I seen out of Caleb Williams was that he heard all the noise. He heard all the noise that nobody was talking about him, that – he was number one pick, but it didn't matter if he was number one pick. He j- he's just Caleb Williams. They know he's going to be number one pick. Why talk about somebody that already is that good? Right. Went out there through six touchdowns. And it was a point where he had, like, I think as many touchdowns as, inc- as incompletions. Yeah, Until the end of the mm-hmm. game where they actually started being a little bit better. And he still he still went the storm, still did as good as anybody could against, you know, um, an actual team that's considered competition. So, uh, from what I've seen from Caleb Williams, that is the number one pick. Um it is, it is good that Shadur Sanders did show up and, you know, because that first was looking like, all right, there's levels to this. It's Caleb Williams, and then it's like the rest of the pack. So, um, Damien, if you had to choose Shadur Sanders or Caleb Williams to finish better, I'm talking like in, in stats in terms of stock. Like, I mean, obviously Caleb Williams stopped me, but there's a chance he stays. Do you see Shadur Sanders actually making that jump into the day one? Because right now he is predicted early, early, early day two. Um, I think he could definitely jump into day one at some point. I, there's still quarterback questions in the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams that still have quarterback questions. Um, you know, the, the the solid ones are there, but there are teams that are getting old or, or their quarterbacks aren't performing. So Shadur could definitely do it. They got a, they still got a tough schedule to finish the year. Dude, these, were the, <laughs> these were their two toughest ones. Now they got, like, Oregon State. I yeah, they still got to play Oregon State. They got to play UCLA. Yeah, UC, they got to play uh, – there's a couple other ones on there that are still – I think their next game is pretty – I think they play ASU next, which is a pretty easy one. But um, he could definitely jump into that day one range. I, I don't see him after this year, if he goes in the draft, getting into like the top 10 or 15. But if he stays another year, I think he could. But even next year, I don't think he'd be the number one quarterback yeah, prospect. Yeah, exactly. It's hard. Uh, it's, it's just like – and it's nothing against him. He's a good quarterback, and I think he could be successful at the next level. But it's just there's so many good quarterback prospects out there. And I don't think he does any one thing great. Like, I don't think he is a – 
crazy playmaker, a super accurate guy, super fast. I mean, he's fast, but not that fast. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He's not the athlete that his dad was or nothing, but you don't need him to be athlete his dad was. His dad was a cornerback. He's yeah, a quarterback. Right. He needs to put on 30 extra pounds and have but a six-foot-two kind of frame, you know? But I do think that if he stayed another year, he would definitely be a top 10 to 15 pick. I think he'd be a if top he, three. He could be maybe maybe top, top three five. Pick. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Be. Like, I definitely think it'd be smart for him. I think the quarterback class this year is just way too big. Bro, and then and Michael Phoenix is coming up too. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so I was like, between Caleb, May, Penix, um, KJ Jefferson out of Arkansas. Is I think a he lot might of stay. There's a lot of guys that are getting more and more hype. Bo Nix is going to end up coming out because yeah. you know he's about to be at the end of his thing. So it's just really about being smart with when you're going to come out. Like I said, I don't think Caleb Williams is not going to stay at USC. I don't care who picks first overall. Yeah. There's too much money in the NFL to be like, oh, I'm going to go play for USC again another year. Yeah. No matter how much you're making an NIL, Bryce Young has got like a $40 million fully guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams can go get 10, 10 15 million more mm-hmm. if you really wanted to. Yep. So I think, he, I think no matter what, Caleb will end up being the first overall pick this year, and that's just going to be the end of it. Yeah, that's that's uh that's definitely a hot look at it too. But also with you know like as much like let's just say like they don't want to go to the Bears. There has been situations where John Elway, Eli Manning forced their way somewhere else, forced way to get traded. So I can't see I can see obviously another team like wanting Caleb Williams, but I can't see the team that take Caleb Williams like. All right, we'll just swap with you like this quarterback. We'll just yeah, swap you Philip Rivers. How no. do you take how do you take Caleb Williams and then be like, okay, yeah, we'll settle for Michael Penix? Yep, well, I'll take Michael Penix. He went seventeenth overall. All right, well, we got to because yeah, he well, wants to go to that team. Yeah, let's say like there's just at the end of the day, you know, like, suit back up. Then, seriously, <laughs> suit up. Like back then, you could get away with that, but nowadays, especially with like a prospect like Caleb, like Eli Manning or John Elway, were not the prospects that Caleb Williams is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like Andrew Luck being like, yeah, well. I got picked first overall, but here we here we. I want to go to the Redskins though. Yeah, like <laughs> at I the thought, time yeah. I want to go to the Redskins. Okay, yeah, but like, we're not okay, doing like, you, know you for RG three straight up. I'm not doing uh, that. Like, so it's, it's just one of those things. Like, said, Caleb Williams is too big of a name and too big of a prospect to just trade away for some other quarterback. You're not going to take Caleb Williams and then settle for Drake May. Yeah. Um. Next up, uh, before we get into a more serious topic, um, Loki season two. Starts tonight. Um, we're going to do a live reaction. Um, we're going to be recording that tonight. We're going to have clips up for you guys as soon as tomorrow. Um, on the bright side, it did debut at a positive rating of 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is huge. That is really good for the MCU. Uh, they've been doing right by Loki so far. He's the first show to get a second season. And it's also very good that this is coming at a time where we are lacking a movie. A lot of movies got pushed back. This is the one thing that stayed consistent. This was always coming out this year. It was always coming out late, you know. So I'm glad this is actually happening and coming to fruition. But for us, we're going to be, like I said, watching this live reaction. Um, something we're really, really excited about. Something we've been planning on way ahead of time. So uh, for that sake, um, how do you guys feel about a 73% rating for Loki? Do you think it's one of those things where maybe people expect too much or you think somebody is saying that this is just the least to what's to come? I think I think it's more like high expectations. Mm-hmm. Like this is the first season two of a Marvel Disney show. They probably thought, oh, we're gonna come in with more bangers. You know, we just mm-hmm. got Kang. They probably thought Kang was gonna have more prominent. I, I don't I, like. I didn't watch the episode, but I'm assuming they thought more characters are gonna have more prominent roles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, I'm not I'm not really putting too much stock into it. For you, Damien, um, I don't think it's. I'm not taking like anything seriously about a seventy three percent. Seventy three percent is fine. You know, um, Rotten Tomatoes is like rules the world, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I say like you know, and you know, I've seen Rotten Tomatoes get it wrong at times too with all the time. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm not taking seventy three percent as like an end all be all. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I think it's more so, and not even just big expectations. It might just be a bad premiere or just like an average premiere, and it might mm-hmm. just build up. 
You know, we can get a 73% this week and then get a 92% next week. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just one of those things where the premier, maybe they don't want to throw too much on your plate. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm cool with that, though, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, three years? This is a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, yeah, I think Loki ended in, like, 2021 or yeah, COVID so years. years. So, yeah. I mean, it's been a couple years. Like, I don't think they want to, like, throw everything back at you and be like, here, we got to remember all this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and Ron Tomatoes rated um the Flash low, and me and Dame agree that it's high, so... I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, can't, we can't really, you know what I'm saying, go by that. But um, into more serious matters, unfortunately, we talked about mental health uh, real recently on the podcast, and Patriots legend, you know, Raiders, well, former Raiders player Chandler Jones is clearly going through something. I mean, as unfortunate as it is, nobody knows what's really going on. He's clearly dealing with a lot on his plate. Um, I'm not sure, like I said, what happened, what's going on, but uh, for you, Demond, player your organization, somebody that you watched growing up, literally like one of the best DNs that you guys had in a long time before before that point. It's crazy to see that like now he's getting arrested for, I guess, like was it going to his ex-girlfriend's house mm-hmm. and stealing and, you know, basically harassing her. Um, this is why I say mental health is important because nobody knows what's going on with him. I'm sure he's denying, you know, that something is going on. He, won't, he don't want to feel yeah, that something wanna... is wrong. Mm-hmm. So uh, for, for you, Demond, how's, like, this is, it's, it's like some every week it feels like with him. So, yep. how do how do you feel about uh, this whole challenge on situation? I mean, it's athletes every. I feel like every year it's athletes that you know go off the rails every year, mm-hmm. and you know, and it just reminds us like these these athletes are human beings at the end of the day. Like, they're they're gonna have days, times where they're down and they're upset. Some have disabilities. Some have things that you know they hide or that we as an average viewer we don't care about because mm-hmm. football players like yeah. A year or two ago, nobody like even if Chandler Jones is like going through something mentally, nobody's sitting there looking up Chandler Jones' mental disabilities. A year or two ago, like yeah. he's just football players out there making plays. Like that's it, that's what the casual fan cares about. Like it, the football it's, it's once something pops up is where they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah now, now, it, it, it's, 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 now yeah. we want to help. Now that it's too late. Like now he's already he got cut. Like he's off the rails. Mm-hmm. Now we care because but it's too late. Like it's nothing. It's nothing we could do. So mm-hmm. you know, all I could do is pray that he gets um, help. Yeah, and um, and hopefully this issue gets resolved. Yeah, because as like as comical I guess as some of those moments in the video are, like a lot of that stuff is very serious. Like he talked about Aaron Hernandez's death and how it was a cover up and whatnot, and that's been a thing. People been talking about that for years now, four, five, six years now that he didn't kill himself. That the means that he went to to kill himself was not it wasn't real. That's not what happened. That wasn't mm-hmm. what, what was happening. And there was no way that he could have did, done that because of the size of the cell, because of what he used and whatnot. Right. There's a lot going on. Even, you know, Brandon Marshall, uh, Chad Oshosinko, and them, they talked about it. You know, on I Am Athlete, they said that they don't believe that. That's not the guy they knew. I'm not for, you know, showing, hey, Aaron is actually a good guy. No, he did what he did. But if something bad did happen in that jail cell and he was hurt or somebody did something to him where he would have harmed himself, then obviously yes, it needs to be looked into. It sucks that Chandler Jones is the one to relay this message, but um, looking out for Chandler Jones is something else. You know, um, I'm not sure who's reached out to him. I'm not sure who's trying to get him help. Um, from what we've seen, read, whatever, it seems like nobody is. Even people are like where John Jones at? John Jones. Unfortunately, is the he, last has a, one. he has a life. He, he has, has a life. life. He, he has his career. He has a big fight in a month. I think to the day. So you, know, you can't just expect another like you know, it's, it's your brother, but yeah. to just up and be like, all right, stop can't, a whole you, UFC camp, you know, say, for that. Ca- ca- literally cancel everything I got going on. You know, this might be a ten million dollar fight for him. 
all right, well, he could think that, well, maybe Arthur will look at them, his other brother, maybe somebody else will look after him. You know, I don't know what's going on with Chandler Jones, obviously. What we see on the outside is very sad. So. so before we even cut to the next thing, and I'm, I'm going to skip over the subject because I don't mm-hmm. know too much about the Chandler Jones stuff. Did you see the tweet that came out last night that Devontae Freeman liked? What was it? So he liked a tweet, and he said that Kyle Shanahan threw Super Bowl 51 against the Patriots in order to get Jimmy G as his quarterback for when he went to the 49ers as head coach. And, and this is a conspiracy they, they talked about. This was the nine. This was the Falcons versus the Patriots. Okay, yeah, I'm about to say Dan that. Quinn was head coach. Yeah. Shanahan was offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that the reason that the Falcons like got that lost like that is that the Shanahan, after they went up big through the game, because he wanted Jimmy G to be his quarterback because he knew the Niners were going to offer him the job. Wow. After the Super Bowl. It was like a whole thing on Twitter yesterday. Like, Devontae Freeman – who was the starting running back for the Falcons in that Super Bowl. And was having a game and did not touch the ball. Yeah, after, yep. <laughs> liked it and said, and you know, liked it. And then there was like a whole big Twitter discourse about it. And now that's like the big thing is that Shanahan threw the game because he wanted Jimmy G to be his quarterback once he went to the Niners as his head coach. Um, only thing I'm going to debunk about that, and I'm pretty sure we're probably going to say the same thing. The stupidest thing you ever could do is throw a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. That's the stupidest thing you ever could do yeah. is throw a Super Bowl. And if you know you're going to get the job, and I'm sure it's just Devontae Freeman being the mad. Why not? Yeah, go win the game. <laughs> I'm sure it's Devontae Freeman just being mad because they mm-hmm. lost the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was just an interesting thing that popped up yesterday in, in the sports world because it's like – It is interesting, know, though. That is very interesting. Say, you know, if, especially when a player that played for the team. You know, I can yeah. see if like, somebody – like if a reporter was just like, hey, listen, I heard this. You know, yeah. But if a player likes it, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It always just kind of brings up that discourse of like, damn, did, did, did that happen? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, um – I, like I said, I do think I you guys know. both did the right thing. <laughs> I, I think if you're gonna, if you know you're gonna get the job and all that, there's no reason to lose the Super Bowl. I guess I, I could see in a point where, like, I mean, maybe if the Patriots didn't win, what two years before, maybe a yeah, year we would have lost then to the Seahawks. Oh, they would have lost to Brady would have left. Or yeah, Brady so if he was leaving or something like that. But that was a huge thing for the Patriots, you know, when um, Jimmy G was as good as he was. I guess right. he only won what two games. Um, he for, won. A game. I think a game or yeah, two. Yeah, a game. And then, he, played one, <laughs> yeah. and then we played the Bills with no quarterback. Mm-hmm. Or Jacoby Brissett, this big, like, thumb injury. Mm-hmm. They were talking about putting Edelman quarterback. So, I, I don't know what they seen in Jimmy G, but. Yeah, like, I get it. I mean, if you wanted him, whatnot. But he, but also, I do remember Jimmy G not going over there until midseason. And then he played mm-hmm, pretty mid-season. good. And then he tore his ACL. And then Jimmy G's career has never even reached that point where, like, oh, my God, he's this winning quarterback. Right. Um. It sucks that if that is the case, that we got robbed of Julio Jones getting his ring after he played as good as he did. Devontae Freeman played well. Yeah, that was Matt Ryan's MVP season. He played insane that game, from what I remember. I mean, he was, I think he was getting like eight, nine yards of carry in the first half. Like first he was, half. He was going off. I mean, I think he even scored a touchdown. That Falcons team was really good, and it sucks that if that is the case or that stuff like that does happen because this is what they say all the time. That like, you need to wait to have these interviews. Until after the playoffs, I mean, you can't lose. You don't want to lose a job because they're interviewing, you know, um, head coach at Boston College because <laughs> they, right. they they want to make sure they get a coach instead of waiting for Kyle Shanahan to lose to, the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl or whatever. Right? Um, that's actually crazy. Now that you say that, you know, that's, yeah, a, that's a lot. It's just something like, I feel like if you look into it, you could like kind of like put like yeah. connect dots on. It. Like I, said, I don't, I'm not saying it's 100 percent true, but if you do the research and all that, I'm sure there's probably some even crazier evidence out there, or mm-hmm. more conspiracy to it. The easiest answer is to get Devontae Freeman on the podcast and just like, yeah, yeah. like what happened. Yeah, reach out to us. <laughs> yeah, reach out to us and we'll get we'll get that platform. You know, like, a lot of people not listening to you, but I'll, I'll, we gonna listen to you. Like, you know what I'm saying. But um, to get into the next segment, we got start a week. Uh, last week, 
It was a lot of cheering, a lot of, you know, cheesing around here. But uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> all our teams lost. <laughs> nah, lost um, is not a word. Uh, yeah, I mean. Everybody's team here got decimated. Got beat up. Yeah. We all got beat up. We all looked horrible. Um, So it's safe to say that none of our teammates. No matter how bad you were, I was worse. <laughs> I don't care. You can tell me. Like I had like a guy with like negative one. I had the oh worst God. week. I had negative like the one, one league. <laughs> At one point, I had forty, and the other guy had like one ten. Oh <laughs> I think God. I kept out at like it was the worst Shit, week. I got Reno by like double. I'm I mean, just, yeah, Reno double. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'm the Frank Reich of uh, coaches and uh, right. it's the Frank Reich <laughs> of fantasy. Uh, <laughs> I'm so bad. Um, <laughs> but for you, Damien, I mean, you know, back down to earth, obviously. So I don't yeah. see no no Dolphins players. But yeah. for you, who do you have for your star of the week? Josh Allen. <laughs> I mean, right? Right, though? No. Josh Allen, I, I, this happens every single time he plays the Dolphins. I don't know what his his hate, his hate boner is for the Dolphins, <laughs> but uh, every single time he plays Miami, it is like... I swear, I don't know what it is, man. I ain't never seen him do that to the Jets or the Patriots. I mean, he did to the Patriots that one time in the playoffs. But uh, the Dolphins, but every single time though, every time I mean he's never scored less than thirty points against the Dolphins. Oh yeah, he he gonna, he gonna play. He gonna play. He goes out and play. Dolphins. He plays an MVP performance no matter what. It is kind of just unbelievable. I mean, and shout out to him. He completely decimated the Godfather of defense in Vic Fangio. Uh, it wasn't even a close game. Once Miami sputtered on that first offensive drive, it was a wrap. Yeah, we were playing catch up after that. For you, Demon. I mean, obviously not gonna be no Patriots players have. Literally one of the worst possible weeks you could have actually have. Not to keep piling on you, you scored zero in a record. I mean, pro last night. But um, <laughs> so to cap off, uh, to just end the bad week right there. Who was your star of the week? I'm gonna go Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for exposing them frauds, man. <laughs> them frauds. The wide receivers can't get open. The quarterback can't make a read. The running backs can't run. The O line can't block. The cornerbacks can't cover. The safeties can't tackle. The linebackers can't tackle. The D line can't get sacks. Thank you for exposing them frauds. I appreciate you. I'm not. I'm not even going. Oh my goodness. You know, I just want to say here at the virtual shows, we we don't promote hate speech. But what I was saying Sunday <laughs> at around six thirty seven o'clock p.m. would have been canceled. I, oh my. That second quarter was the worst quarter I ever experienced as a Patriots fan. I, I, I seen my quarterback throw eight missed throws in a row. Seven of them could have been picked off in a row. So I'm gonna give my 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 star of the week to Jerry Jones. Thank you for for making just a decent team to beat my team by 35 points. Just a decent team. You ain't even you ain't even had to go get you know you ain't had to have Tony Pollard, Ceedee Lamb. Right, thank they you. didn't do nothing. They didn't do nothing. Like they didn't do nothing. So you know, thank I appreciate you. No, exposing them I, I I remember looking up from the I was at work. And I remember looking up at the TV. I mean, it was like right after. It was like around probably the same time you said like six six thirty. And I was like, yo, what's going on over there? It was like, it was like 16 to 3, and I'm like, all of a sudden, it was like 31 to 3. I, I was yeah, like... It happened so fast. Like, I was, I was like, only driving home. And, 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 then, home and then I looked so. up again. I was like, all right, like, it's whatever. And I was going to Mac Jones is on the bench. I was like, yo, what is it going was, on? Bro, oh my goodness. Like, Gonzalez got hurt. I'm like, okay. He, you know, he he walked off. I'm like, all right. 30-yard touchdown to CD Lamb. I was like, oh. <laughs> I literally cussed in front of my mom two times. Sunday was the second time. <laughs> yeah, but you got J.C. Jackson, though. JC. JC if he, you know what, I ain't even about to. 
<laughs> he led the league in picks for those two years, bro. He did. Yeah, you know, he was everybody come back to New England, though. So, mm-hmm. you know, Brady. Yo, there's actually like a whole list about that. Yeah, Jamie yeah. Collins, Trey Flowers. Oh, uh, there was one other one. It was JC Jackson, Trey Flowers, uh, Jamie Collins. Cal- 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 Van Noy. Uh, yeah, they all go get big contracts and then come right back to the they Patriots. Call, they call them mm-hmm. Fat they Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> fat well, Patricia. Everybody. Josh McDaniels came, came back. back. I mean, literally, everybody comes back. Uh, excuse me for my start of the week. It sucks that Damian picked Josh Allen because I'm going to the guy he threw to, Stephon Diggs. I mean that touchdown that he had. It, I don't know why. If it felt like that was the longest touchdown Stephon Diggs has had since the Minnesota, since the Minnesota, Minnesota miracle. miracle. Like literally, like I have not seen him I, that have made, a 20 yard. When I saw that happen, man, I literally didn't even want to watch the game no more because how do you have him wrapped up and then their ta- your own safety tackles you? But your safety came in so hot and just and leveled the corner. <laughs> he and tripped over that man, knee in his back, like, fell over, and probably was like, "Yo, why aren't you tackling?" Yo, why ain't you tackling? <laughs> and then also, you, all, all I have to watch is Stephon Diggs run a sixty-three-yard touchdown or whatever yeah. to the house. Like nobody ever even came close to him after that. I mean, and yeah. Stephon Diggs just did us filthy. But what what makes me mad about that is that not that Xavier Howard has ever really slowed down Stephon Diggs, but at least he's like stopped it a little bit. Yeah. Stephon Diggs has never done that to us. Yeah, three touchdowns but on six 100, catches, 120 yards, three touchdowns. Day. So I'm saying I was like, but Xavier Howard didn't cover him one time the whole game. Like that Vic, the Vic, the Vic Vangio defense had me so mad this week. If your best corner can't shadow their best wide receiver all game, mm-hmm. there's an issue. Yeah, it's just I see why you gave him the start of the week though, because he and then the, Yo, I, I the Stone Cold like, celebration. Because Mike was like, uh, Stephon Diggs got me wrecked. I'm like, what is he talking about? Man is probably gassing the out route for eight yards. <laughs> and and then I see him and he's like, he's really turned this way, like he's turned like facing like another whole other sideline. Next thing you know, he's like running the field, arms is out like. I'm like, that's a lot, like I said, longest stuff I did since I've seen since the That was going to be my start of the week until like 4.29 p.m. <laughs> would have had all bills. I would have never aired this. <laughs> Not ever. Yeah, I, I have no reason. I mean, the Stone Cold celebration, too. He went and stole the beers out the stand. Oh like, it was just. They were They were so like, dope, like, They were stunting on you. No, no. Oh, dude, yo, there, there was really like a video in the fourth quarter of the security guards at High, at High Mark Stadium were literally dancing. Yeah. Like like they were like, they were literally killing us like the bill the Bills fans and the Bills players were having a blast. Yeah, y'all going I'm, my team. Remind me of that that that, that uh, game with the Jets on Thursday night football. Like that's like the last time I seen team that like Jamal Adams like he danced. I think it was like six at that point. They did. Yeah, yeah, we literally just got them. dominated. Was, like this, the Bills did nothing wrong that day. Like everything that could have went perfect for the Bills went absolutely perfect. Yeah, this ain't getting up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my team's on a bye this week. Unfortunately, we did lose number four. Uh, last week, he had a shoulder injury that I didn't hear anything about until Saturday. Yeah, Don't we, know how that happened. And then the Joku burned his face. <laughs> I mean, they're saying, find out Joku burned his face. Mm-hmm. Like, what else could go wrong? I mean, obviously, we can't win two in a row. It's like a curse for Deshaun Watson to lead a team to win two in a row at this point. I did see reports saying that he chose to sit out Sunday. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I don't blame him because the bye week is coming up, and a lot of teams need to start realizing when the bye week is coming up, you need to sit out. Like Austin Eckler, he did that. Kenny Pickett needs to do that because he's awful. And if you go out there and lose again, you're probably going to lose your job. Because yeah. a bye week is you trying to actually get a quarterback in in there for first team reps. I really don't. Sense. I I the Pittsburgh situation really is just so weird. Cause I don't <laughs> even think it's anything to do with the players at this point. We know who it is. We know who it is. I, yeah, I, know I, it I is. don't even have to say it because everybody knows the who worst it is. coordinator in football, football ever. History. Like, Matt it is like Canada. actually unbelievable. Matt did Canada. you see the Twitter stuff about that? Or yeah, like they looked it up. He has a burner with his own with his with his work. M star 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 dot star 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 at Steelers.com. Yeah, like, all right, bro. <laughs> Definitely not Deontay Johnson. In that <laughs> oh, right. For sure. Is that Pat Fryer moves burner? Like, it was like, it was like, uh, Texans are a juggernaut. He was like, uh, uh, Matt Cannon's not the one over there. Turn, turn the ball. I was like, 
it, y'all make it so obvious that I got burners. Like, tweet some random shit. Like, I just had dinner. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I love spaghetti. My my, spaghetti, my favorite <laughs> food. <laughs> I'm having fun today. Something. If you <laughs> only when you only talk about the football and your niggas, job, nigga, nigga, on the search bar like. Knuckles is my two-hour job. Matt Canada, and then just go off. Like, reply to everything. <laughs> no, nah, I mean the one was like the one was like the play was designed for wide open, but Kenny Pickett t- didn't take it. Like, all right. <laughs> and it's funny, it was like he ran the same play on like third and twenty. He ran on fourth and one. Like, like, yeah, man. It's not a real, not a real Pittsburgh coach, and purgatory on offense. Yep, and that's and that brings us almost to the well, almost not to the next one. We got to predict your team's scores actually. So the Dolphins playing the Giants this week. Skipping you. <laughs> Patriots, who y'all played this week? Skipping you too. It's about, that's about to be a six to three game. All right, go ahead, Dave. Man. Go ahead. Uh, I'll give. I, I'm thinking thirty-one thirteen this week. Um, I'll give. I'll give the Giants their first first half touchdown this week because Miami's defense is weak. Yeah. Uh, Miami's defense showed me nothing. If we can't get a pass rush on Daniel Jones this week, trade Bradley Chubb, <laughs> cut Jalen Phillips. Um, I want Andrew Van Ginkle on both sides. <laughs> of the, uh, the rush him both sides. It don't matter yeah, because uh, our pass rush was non-existent against Josh Jalen. It's been non-existent most of the year. <laughs> yeah. So um, if we can't get pressure on Daniel Jones this week, I, I don't know what to do about Miami's defense at that rate. But I'm thinking like 31 to 13. Mm-hmm. For you, Demond, um, probably not going over 10 points. I'm assuming for either side. Uh, Derek Carr versus New England really does not. It was not historically great. And he's come off an injury, so I mean, we, not, I mean this we, might we'll, be the worst. We, game. We'll destroy a, a man quarterback. You know? uh-huh. it's just, you know, anybody top ten? It's just it's it's tough with Judon and, and Gonzalez being out. Mm-hmm. This is the worst part because we got a stretch. We got I think Raiders. We got Saints and Raiders. Like we win these next two, we would have been what three and three. Mm-hmm. But losing them two, man. And I got this game. Running, right? Uh, yeah, I think Gonzalez I, I is out Gonzalez. for the season. Judon's out for two months, but they probably gonna keep. They probably shut him down. So I'll probably say this game gonna be. 13, 16. Who, who plays behind him then? I know you still got, uh, got Keon White. Everybody, put your stock in Keon White. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you drafted him this year. Because yeah. they, they took Gonzalez defense rookie of the year, so now I got to I gotta push Keon White. <laughs> you got to push right, him. Well, yeah. Gonzalez mm-hmm. get comeback player of the year next year. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> fourth game, man. I can't wait for that week one. His fourth game is career. Comeback you want to hear, hear a funny stat that I just saw this week too? You know this is Tua's first week five game of his career? He never played in a week five. Ever. So he's sucking week five. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's his first week five game ever. Under. Never, Cause his rookie season he didn't play till like week nine. Yeah. And then concussion. he was hurt. And then in the second year he was hurt with a broken finger. Yeah. Third year concussion. Wow. So this is his first ever week five game. My brother never played in October. <laughs> <laughs> but um when we were talking about the purge story thing, uh that leads to our new our next segment. Like I love the would you rather's because you really get like a gauge and you like get a little quick thought in there. Um, one of the worst franchises in the league right now, it's not the Steelers because they actually got a history of, you know, like good play and then they're going to bounce back. It's only been like three, four years. But on the other hand, we got the Bears. I mean, this team has not won a game since. Us. What was it? It was the, uh, they said, <laughs> yeah, that was the last <laughs> time. They, they but was it, was, it was like, it was like a certain thing happened. They, they've lost like 19 in like, a row. It was, it, was like, like, it was like, surely you won since this happened. And it was like passed on like I saw, I saw, like I saw it the other day. It was like they've lost 19 straight games or something. Yeah. You know, like, Maybe fourteen. It's somewhere like in the mid. I want to say it's double 19. digits. Yeah, yeah like, it was like, there was like a big event that happened, and then they just have not won. <laughs> it was like they surely you won since then. It was like all the teams circle, and it was like yes, and it was like no. <laughs> I'm about to, I'm about to look that up. Actually. Dude, it's like so many things have happened since the Bears last won the game. I mean, obviously it was against yes. you know, but um, 
for the Bears, you know, they right now they own the top two picks, and that's because the Panthers are right next to them as well. Yeah, they haven't won a franchise. game since October of 2022. That's insane. October 24th, 2022. Yeah, yeah, and that was the team's last victory came when they stunned the New England Patriots on Monday Night Football. Oh, I remember that game. They was tearing up. That was a match. Mac Jones got benched. Mac Jones threw that ball and hit the wire. Yes. Billy Zach came and threw a touchdown. I'm like, whoa, we about to turn up. We ain't scored another point. Yeah, that that's literally what happened. I'm pretty sure. But um, for right now, like I said, the Bears on the top two picks. That's looking like Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison. Anything could change. Injuries happen. People stay in school, as we were talking about earlier. Um, so would you rather Bears edition? Now, what I'm saying is, would you rather be a GM of the, of the Bears or the team I say? Now, this could be short sighted. It could be long term. It could be market. It could be cat space. I mean, obviously, you know, every team's cat space. You know, some teams are coming off some huge contracts, quarterbacks leaving, and whatnot. So to start us off, would you rather be the GM of the Bears or GM or the Jags? Uh, the Bears. I'm gonna go Bears. Um, I, if I'm the GM of the Bears, I'm fire. I'm firing Matt Eberflus. If the if the Bears lose this week, they're gonna fire Matt Eberflus. Man, uh, through five uh, games, yeah. I think they have to. Uh, Owen he was there next last bad. year, right? Huh? I'm not tweaking. He was there last. He year. He just got there last year. Okay, but I mean, you still you lost 14 straight games, that mm-hmm. coach. I, I could just see where you know I mean they're they're not playing they're not playing a bad team they're playing the Commanders this week I mean they're not no, I got the Commanders week. blowing them out yeah so or they're playing tonight I should say yeah. so you know I just I don't see the point of hanging on to them at this rate mm-hmm. um, they went and got Luke Getzey which was like the first guy to come out of the, like the the Lafleur tree in Green Bay mm-hmm. clearly not working out yeah um, you know Justin Fields is coming off his best game of the season but I don't know I mean he was also gets against a historically bad defense in Denver. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, I think right now as you got to pick the Bears just because like I said you come in, you could really build that team up yourself. Yeah. And just go from there. Yeah, you got you got some You pieces, got the cap, but I say you you got you got young defensive players still. You still got some pieces. You got DJ Moore, you got two first round picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, um you could really do a lot I with I guess that. I'll say why I go Bears over like Jaguars. Why I, I wouldn't go Jaguars in here. Trevor Lawrence Ain't that's what I'm saying. I'm like, let's actually look, let's actually look at the evidence here. Trevor Lawrence is not looking like a good quarterback. Simple as that. He does not look like a good quarterback right now. He's number one pick, and he is getting bailed out by the fact that every other quarterback in his class has been god awful. That's the only reason he's getting by. Zach Wilson's good though. And it was funny because I seen this. Uh, would you rather on? It was like pick a side the podcast, and they talking about uh, would you pick Caleb Williams over these quarterbacks? And then they said uh, it was like Caleb Williams, Jalen Hurts. They was like, oh, everybody said Caleb Williams. I'm like. All right, I guess I'm not taking. Are you talking about that Hurts. podcast? Yeah, and then they said Trevor Lawrence like this is hard. No, it's not. Yeah, they, they said when you take <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is not that good. They said they were taking Caleb Williams over like it was like, like Tua, Hurts, Tua, 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 Jalen oh Hurts. My God, like all the there people that are better other, than Trevor Lawrence yeah. have a better future than Trevor Lawrence, and they picking Trevor like oh it's hard. Like no, it's not hard. The only thing he has is height. Yeah, I don't know. Honest. Trevor Lawrence is like an interesting one because <laughs> he did play really good down last year, and he's got the weapons. I don't know who their offensive coordinator is, or like I don't know if Peterson calls the plays or not. But their offense just really is, he runs the same offense. But the, their their offense just looks so stale compared to last yeah. year. Like because it's Peterson, he, yeah, he, like, he he has all these like decent plays, and he he run, he grinds people out, and he does a lot of play action stuff and whatnot. But realistically, this is not the team to do that. You don't have that powerful runner where. Etienne is running good. He's running. He's having 18, yeah, 19 see, carries. I like, I like but for ETN's seventy play. yards, no. This is, used to be a home run hitter. Yeah. He has not hit a home run since college, and he tore his ACL at some point too. So you got to think that like obviously got to be eased in. No, this dude actually had good good stretches last year, and now this year it doesn't. It just looks like he's just running to get three yards. That's literally what Doug Peterson's office is: run to get three yards, play action to get five, run another two, and then you know first down, hold the ball longer than the next team. So I mean, looking at the Jags, I hundred percent agree with y'all. They have all these weapons, and they still have yet to take off. And they had the number one pick 
two years ago, still not taking off. Trayvon Walker still has not taken off. Yeah, I, I know they got to be kicking themselves with the whole missing out on Aiden Hutchinson. They're thing. the stupidest team ever. Like, why do you not take Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson? Why do you like, take I, a guy I, that has potential? Like they, they did, a guy they, that's going to yeah. be generational. Let's say they went, they went for potential and athleticism mm-hmm. and instead of just picking the guy that probably should have been the consensus. That could have won fucking Heisman as a I defensive could run end. and jump fast. Like, I put I, that's what I'm saying. I know, I know a lot of people that's 250 pounds and probably could, could bend real low <laughs> and get to the pass rusher, I mean, the passer one time out of seven games. Yeah, I mean, but and really what the, what's scary for the Jags, too, is that the, the other teams in their division aren't as bad as they thought they were going to be. Yeah. Dude, the Colts that's look really great. More, yeah, so that's really the, the thing that's the worst for the Jags. Mm-hmm. Is like, you know, I could see if like the Colts were off to a bad start, if the Texans were off to a bad start. You know, that's saying? why I love the even defense even the Titans are winning year, a couple man. games. Like you know, I was like, I think everybody's two and two. Yeah, I think the whole so, it's two so it's like you know at that point, you, and now the Jags have the probably the toughest matchup this week. They got for the Bills. Oh my God, they do. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. they probably have the toughest matchup this week. So automatically, I think Houston plays Atlanta, and then I think the ooh. I don't know who the Colts play, but um, Colts definitely got me lost right now. I know the Colts and the and Zags and Jonathan Taylor. Like, Jonathan Taylor practice the Colts. Seems like he want to come. Colts got the. Titans. Cool. Okay, yeah, I know it's a divisional matchup. Oh, okay, matchup so a divisional matchup. And, and like I said, and the Colts are about to get Jonathan Taylor back. He literally was talking to reporters today saying that he's fully he healthy. great, yeah. So, I mean, mm, the Colts, could. that's just another big boost for the Colts, mm-hmm. who have already ran the ball well with Zach Moss. Yeah. So, it, that's really the toughest thing. And then you really, when you kind of look and you flip-flop over to the Bears, I mean, the Bears – Division isn't all that great right now. Yeah, either. the Lions are running a division. Are Packers are it. So yeah. say the Vikings Packers are, are on awful. and then they're off, and the Vikings aren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Bears, if they did a little bit better, they should be in the division. They, the they should be. They should be at the top with the Lions. Like it should just be a complete flip of yeah. last year. Like that's all it should be. But um, next team, the Cardinals. Not team that owns two. But wait, actually, before I don't even I mean to cut you off. So if you are the Bears GM and you have. Yes. Two top <laughs> Do you, you okay? So okay, say you take Caleb Williams, but do you go with Marvin Harrison, or do you go with uh, the dude from Penn State, like the top the left tackle? tackle? You know, like do you do you secure Caleb Williams' offensive line? They took a right tackle this year, and he's looked good, Darnell Wright. Yeah, that's all about to say. And then you take a tackle, like you, re- then you really bolt that offensive line, or do you go out and you get Marvin Harrison? You are like okay, Marvin Harrison, DJ huh. Moore, Darnell. Let me Moore. tell you what I really would do. Like if I was the Bears, what I really would do, I'll take Caleb Williams no matter what. Number one, I would, I would, this, you literally have so much capital at that point. The second overall pick does not need to be used on Marvin Harrison. It's not be used on the left tackle. It could be used any way you want it to be used. You could trade down. Somebody else is going to want Drake May. Somebody else is going to want to jump to take Drake May uh, or or uh, Marvin Harrison or that left tackle. You trade that second second overall pick immediately, whoever yeah. takes it. Then you take mm-hmm. you get more draft capital, and then you trade Justin Fields to whoever the highest bidder is at that point. Then you still have draft capital in case, all right, let's say Kay Williams needs wide receiver. All right, I'll trade our second-round pick. That's probably pretty early for – a veteran, Devontae Adams, for a veteran that wants to leave, uh, maybe Stephon well, Diggs. That's what the Panthers are like trying that. to do right now. They're trying to pack. Trying to get yeah, Marquise I saw, Brown. I saw Marquise Brown and I saw T Higgins. They said that the the Bengals have no interest in trading T Higgins because <laughs> the Panthers don't have a first round pick. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. But Marquise Brown, I guess they said that it's not a horrible. <clears throat> they're not asking a horrible amount, but it's not going to be easy. Either, yeah, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like they're going to have to give up some stuff, which the Panthers are already lacking in capital as it is. Mm-hmm. So. So, right off the Marquise Brown stuff, Bears or Cardinals? Would you rather be a GM? Like I said, they both own two first-round picks. Cardinals looking really impressive this year. Like I said, Bears are not. So, I think the Cardinals are might be a little bit easier to fix. Only issue is they'll never catch the 49ers in the next, like, what, two, three years. So, you yeah, got like, really, a juggernaut year. Yeah. Um, 
Probably still take the Bears. Yeah, I yeah, probably that division. That division. Yeah, and you gotta think the Seahawks still got young talent on their defense. We got two juggernauts at this point, actually. Yeah, see, like even the Rams are could rebuild pretty fast. They're getting all their picks back. The Rams aren't like at that same point anymore where they got a six round pick and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually, their 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 capital is gonna come back to them, and they still got players they could move if they wanted to to get capital back. The Cardinals is tough. Like I said, outside of just the fact that division is tough, you also got to think, like, the Cardinals... Is they don't have any foundational Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's really what I'm thinking of is, like, okay, yeah, like, I get they're they're, they're being coached while they're Mm -hmm. winning games, and they're being... They got that fire in their gut. And they're being, yeah, exactly. You know, they took the bus to work. Mm -hmm. And they're being competitive, (laughs) but it's just... Who took the bus? Show of hands. Like, yeah, you're talking to a bunch of NFL players. (laughs) James Conner's looking at him like... <laughs> so, but that's definitely where it uh, where it lies. At. Like, you know, and the Cardinals probably can end up having two top ten picks. Really, I mean, it yeah, depends. Which is still really, really good. Which is good, but it, and then it really just depends on what you want. And, like, they're not going to end up with Caleb Williams now. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, they're, they're out. They're out of it. Now. Yeah. Do you do you end up staying with Kyler? You mm-hmm. own so much money as it is. You probably just end up sticking with. Kyler. At this point, I do think they do. Stay I, I think they go like Kyler. They take like another tackle. And just say, hey, listen, Kyler, mm-hmm. don't get hit anymore. Yeah. But they already have two, though. You got Paris Johnson, you got DJ Humphreys. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, I don't know. Ca- I, they- think one, I think DJ Humphreys could be moved in, but that's that's the trade off with the Cardinals. Is like the things that they need is just not in this draft. And, yeah. like, I mean, the deal that they got originally for the way I Anderson think they automatically take a wide receiver, though. I think like, yeah, whoever the saying, best like, available take, is outside take, of Marvin. Taking Mika Abuka, I think. I think I, that's what I was going to say. I think, like, if Marvin Harrison doesn't get to them or if they. Because, I mean, like I said, the Bears aren't guaranteed to take both. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if they could get Martin Harrison, obviously, that'd be huge. Mm-hmm. But I think they take the best wide receiver available after that point and then just see what else they could do. They need some defensive pieces. Players. Somebody anything. Anything. Some, some, some identity, anything. Like, I know Buda Baker is going to be off that Amika team, so and Kool-Aid McKinstry. Come on. That's that's what they really need, realistically. So, um, Damon, uh, for you, you could kick us off with this one. Well, we just mentioned them. Would you rather be GM for the Bears or be GM for the Rams? I, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go Bears again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go now. Nah, Rams. I would pick, but Cooper Cup is 31. Aaron mm-hmm. Donald is old. Like, yeah. Once they're gone, you have no. I mean, you got the the new rookie that's coming up, but on the defensive end, yeah. Yeah. You got to build a whole new defense, and yeah, you got to go you get your quarterback. To, yeah, <laughs> replacing, replacing one of the greatest players of all times. I mean, you know, obviously, firsthand, yeah. it's impossible. You're not going to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to build a whole new defense. Then you got to uh, – Matt Stafford is getting older. He's having injury problems. Mm-hmm. You got to go get your quarterback, and then you got to fill out the rest of your team. And every team has windows. Like, yeah. okay, so you get your quarterback, and you got to fill in your defense in quick by his fourth, fifth-year option. Otherwise, you have to pay him. So. Yeah. I think really what, what sets apart, and I think I would pick the Rams, but really I think it depends on w- if I'm getting that commitment from Sean McVay. You feel me? That's how, that's, how, that's where I look at it. Market, Sean McVay, the GM just people, drafts decent. Be, being you know? in L.A. is automatically going to draw people. Exactly. Um, no matter what, you're in a big market. People want to play for a big market. So I'm not really worried about building the team out. Nobody's telling you to go get three superstars back. I mean, you could fill out a roster with average guys and then get the big guys after the yeah. fact. You know what I'm saying? I, I like the Rams, and I said if Sean McVay is going to be there, you're talking about mm-hmm. a top coach in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. So no matter what, Sean McVay gets the most out of his players, especially on offense. I would probably take the Rams because I, the Bears are going to have to go ahead and, and go into another head coach search. Yeah. And that's, that's really where it's tough for me, where it's like, you know, they, they did all this stuff the last couple of years to get Iberflus what he wanted, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. But, I've been, but I've been saying this for the longest. The, the team that takes Caleb Williams is, is, has a really, really good chance of getting Lincoln Riley. 
Sure. You have a really, really good chance yeah. of taking Re- Lincoln Riley and bringing him to the NFL. This is your best chance. He already followed Caleb Williams once. What's stopping him from doing it again? He clearly loves this kid, wants, wants to coach him from the, the start of his career, literally to the end. He put him in with no hesitation at Oklahoma, went with him went to USC. It's a match made in heaven. They really work really, really well together. Only issue is with Caleb Williams going to Chicago, I do not want that man to be playing in no damn Chicago. Yeah. I just don't. It just does not. It's probably not going to look right. It's going to look actually awful. I'm praying to God it's something. He's going to play in a cold weather environment. I mean, yeah. Oklahoma, I guess, gets pretty cold. Yeah. But um, to move on to the next team, I mean, we are. Well, this team is like taking a lead by storm because everybody loves CJ Stroud. Would you rather be GM of the Bears or to be GM of the Texans? Definitely the Texans. Texans. I like Texans the I, I like the, I like D'Amico Ryan's. I like CJ Stroud. I love D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan has that defense who has not many big name players on it. By the way, <laughs> I mean you what Jalen Petrie and um, Stingley. <laughs> yeah, that's like their I think, that's I their think two Stingley names. Just got hurt. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so they, so, but yeah. that defense plays well. I mean, he's got them very well coached, which a lot of people expected. Obviously, he was the Niners' defensive coordinator for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you once again, like I said, that they designers produce good coaches. I mean, this, this is another hit for them if Demico Ryan stays the course. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you got Stroud. They got the wide receiver room looks a lot better than what they thought. That boy, Nico Collins, Collins is, is playing. You know, insane. Tank Dell has showed has shown a little bit with the limited snaps he's gotten. Robert Woods has even been okay. Robert Woods is a you know perfect player. So I mean, if John Mechie could you know develop, I mean, John Mechie was considered a, a good wide receiver when he came out of Bama. If they could work him into the offense, I mean, obviously they still need a. A star. I mean, you can't run with these guys forever. Yeah. I think the biggest problem for Houston right now is that offensive line. Yeah. I mean, Stroud is playing good behind it. He's playing good behind it. So once they get healthy, they just, they just keep is... getting hurt. I mean, mm-hmm. like they traded for Ken, uh, I think Kendrick Green from the Steelers. He just tore his meniscus. They yeah, traded for the, uh, then like they their Kenyon Green, who they took in like the first round last year, like torn ACL. Yeah. Like, Laramie Tunsil's been out. Uh, Juice Scruggs, who was their center, their rookie center, got hurt. Yeah. I mean, their offensive line can buy cannot catch a break. Everywhere mm-hmm. else, they're playing healthy. The offensive line, but it just hasn't shown anything on Stroud. He's played really well behind it, which for a rookie to play well behind a bad offensive line, it tells you everything. Because Desmond Ritter has a top five offensive and line, and he cannot, and he couldn't find hit a, rece- a receiver. And he, and he couldn't hit a receiver <laughs> ten yards downfield. Literally cannot find. Him. So, so for you, Demond, uh, how you feel about Texans or Bears? All right, I'm going Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they have like I don't want to say such like little, and they're doing a lot out of it, but. I mean, you look at their division. Everybody thought they were going to be last in their division. I mean, it's still a possibility. They, they thought they made be, the worst trade ever. They thought they a team that's building a team right now, trading their first round pick for next year. Everybody right. thought it was a horrible. How's Will Anderson been? Does anybody know Will Anderson's stats? Um, no. I'm about to look it up. I don't man. think he's been doing too great. Yeah. But the fact that they got at least a talent. I mean, I mean, he, I still think. I mean, it's still early. I'm not yeah, worried it's, about it. It's always good to have. I mean, that you see how like edges. Like, I was a Tyree Wilson guy too. Like, so, <laughs> I don't know, but. I think Will Anderson will probably come around. CJ Stroud's doing his thing, especially after having a terrible preseason. So I trade him the after that, that pick. The way, the way <laughs> their division, that. the way their division is looking, like I don't know who's gonna win that division. To be honest, I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's it the most could, even it could division. Be them. Like yeah. it could be them. So. I mean, it's not horrible. He's got 15 tackles and a sack so far. That's not bad. Yeah, but like I was saying, like I was a Tyree Wilson guy, and he got fucking pancake biking and all. So I don't know if I should uh, say too much about who I would have preferred for the Texans at that point. Um, so yeah. I got one more franchise. Do you have any more? I have one more, but I know who y'all gonna pick. So I feel like you should. So go. this is an interesting one: the Giants, um, mm. Giants or Bears. And I'm gonna tell you, and this is the reason I bring it up: the Giants, since that boat pick with Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham and all those guys, right before they played Green Bay in the wild card, 22 and 59, since that picture was taken. 
I'm going Bears. I think the Giants are like low key and. And now you got to think. And, and, and like, I, and I was now, about to say the same thing. And now you're tied with you. You signed Barkley to a one year deal. He's hurt. You signed Daniel Jones to a five year, hundred and forty five million dollar deal. I think that's what it was, four or maybe year, it was four year. Four year. Four year, hundred forty five yeah. million. So you're paying him a lot of money. Um, Thirty five a year. Oh your draft cap. <laughs> and you're trying to compete. I mean, you made the playoffs last year, so you're not going to just sit there and lose. Mm-hmm. And then you also have no weapons. You signed Darren Waller to be your number one wide receiver, mm-hmm. 31 years old. Mm-hmm. And their wide receivers, Wondell Robinson looks like their best one. He's coming off an ACL. And I love Wondell Robinson. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> I love Wondell. And I think Jalen Hyatt should be getting more playing time at that rate because yes. at least do something with him. And, you know, you're you're trying to force out Isaiah Hodgins and Sterling Shepard and all these other guys. They're in Darius Slayton. The, nothing's working on that offense right now. Yeah, that, they're in one of the worst spots. And Matt Breda coming back is yeah. not going to – or not Matt Breda. If Saquon Barkley coming back is not going to save you because their offensive line's not playing any well either. Evan Neal was the seventh overall pick last year. And they have yeah, a video of him blocking Darren Waller. He don't even Darren know who Waller. to block. <laughs> he don't even know who to block. Yeah, they, they have a video of him blocking Darren Waller, mm-hmm. and he flipped out on the New York media yesterday saying they were wishy-washy fans and they shouldn't, you know, root against the Giants when they lose and then root for them when they win. Yeah. You know, Andrew Thomas has been hurt. Andrew Thomas is actually a really great left tackle. He's one of the he best. He just got resigned. He's got. I think he's got an extension and everything. So it it's like, I mean, you know, hurt. like the Giants are in a really bad spot, and I feel I feel more so for Brian Dable than anything, mm-hmm. because most coaches get one chance to be a head coach in the NFL, and if the Giants keep going down the road, they're they're out there going right now. Mm-hmm. Dable's going to lose his job at some point. Yeah, because what do you do now? You know, like Dable should have got the choice to get a new quarterback, and they kind of just said, "Hey, listen, no, you're yeah. going to take Daniel Jones. You're going to like it." Yeah. Uh, my only thing with that, I can make an argument for the Giants, and it's simply it's not off market because you can say, "Oh my God, New York market, you got the worst turf in the league." So nobody really wants to come play for you. The their issue is that they were so content with being what ten and seven, nine and seven. No, yeah, oh, said, yeah no, yeah. It was, it was, no, 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 it was, it was nine and eight. Actually. Nine, yeah, nine I know eight. they because they lost the last game, and I think they were like nine and seven. But they they clinched off that Washington win. Remember, because Washington was like, well, we know we yeah, had we playoff implications. Yeah. But to backdoor off that, I mean, Daniel Jones, I'm not blaming him. Saquon Barkley, he's, he's hurt a lot, but not blaming him. This was that how are you, how are you so content and you're losing to the Eagles and the Cowboys by like a margin of like 60, 70 points a year. You lose to them by double digits every single time you go out. There's no way I could go out there and be like, all right, we beat, we beat the Vikings. Hey, let's go. We made it to the divisional round. And then go out there and play that bad divisional round. You wasted your time. Why make the playoffs at that point? Why even go out there and make the playoffs? Because this not only did you not make the playoffs, but you passed – on all those great wide receivers in the in the first round, you passed on the Jordan Addison's. You passed on trading up or trading to get T Higgins, even though the Bengals didn't want to. I'm putting that pressure on them. Do I want this first picker, first round pick or not? Mm-hmm. Same thing with you know DJ Moore. Why are you guys not going hard for DJ Moore? Why are the Bears going harder than y'all to get DJ Moore? You just re-signed your quarterback for 140 million dollars. There's no way I'm gonna going sit there over. and be like, okay, Isaiah Hodgins, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Jalen Hyatt, go out there and have fun. No, I'm not doing that. Well, the NFC thinking, is like, weak. This is the time to capitalize. And that, that's really where make well, like I said, what aggravates me is like Darren Waller. I do like Darren Waller, but going at asking a 31 year old tight end to go out there and be your number one target mm-hmm. is just not smart, especially when your other wide receivers put in no work. Wandale's <laughs> a great slot guy, like yeah. that's it. But that's where Wandale's gonna stay because he's like five eight. Yeah, five eight, like one one seventy. Yeah, something like he's a small wide receiver, you know, like so you can't play him outside. And like and then like I said, you you draft Jalen Hyatt in the third round to be like your speed guy, but he ain't even playing. You're not getting no snaps. Yeah. You're putting Darius Slayton they gave him and 13, Sterling Shepard on the field. They gave him 13, though. Yeah, it's, cool. yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's just, like I said, the Giants are in a weird spot, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess 
I don't know the Bears. I guess between the Bears and the Giants. Bear, yeah, Bears. Because yeah, at least the Bears have some creative freedom. <laughs> yeah, they got some. They 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 have a chance to bring a new coach, new quarterback, and the greatest quarterback. And they already got weapons, prospect, or at least prospect. decent weapons. Yeah. Um. With that being said, that wraps up our NFL talk. Um. Real quick, we're gonna gloss over the Gen V debut. Um. First three episodes dropped. Damien, you were huge on this. You talked about this a lot. So far, what do you feel like you know? What do you feel like we're looking forward to? Oh, man, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, that first episode was unbelievable. Best pilot I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's definitely up there. I-, I thought the boys' pilot was perfect, but until I saw Gen V, uh, Gen V, I think, outdid it. You get the shock factor in the first 10 minutes, Damn. and then it's this world building for that whole 30 minutes, and then the, the ends, once again, on a giant, you know, shock factor mm-hmm. moment. Um I think this is really going to tie in a lot more to the boys than I even thought initially. Initially, Bro, I, th- I was like, I was like, all right, this is not. I thought it was going to be more huge, reference, you know what I'm man, saying? But it's gonna be, it's I gonna mean, be you automatically song. had like this teacher who had gotten people into the into the seven. You know, he trained a train, he trained Queen mm-hmm. Maeve and all that. You know, he trained the deep, and then he was training Golden Boy, yeah, who Golden was Boy like was literally like the Human Torch. Mm-hmm. To be a part of it. He was already a part of the seven. They already paid for his suit and all that, mm-hmm. which they mentioned that in the second one where they got to burn all his merch now and all that. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely going to be a lot of like conspiracy stuff. Obviously, you know, if you watch the last episode, you see they get into the woods that they mentioned multiple times. And I think that's going to play into more so, you know, they show little bits of that where maybe that's like where Homelander came up at. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Homelander was made in a lab. Did they just raise him in the woods after? Mm-hmm. He wasn't raised in a normal home or anything like that. Yeah. And it's cool to kind of just see... Um, more and more self like with his, with his brother Sam, the reactions to finding out that your parents sold you out basically to make you a hero. Yeah, your parents a lot like of people hey, don't listen. take that the same way. Yeah, like you know, like you might have got really cool powers, but in some cases it might have just really messed somebody up more so yeah. than it helped them. And like I said, knowing that your parents, like even Marie, like that's like the big thing with her was like, oh, my parents would never sell me out. You know, they would never do that to me. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, well they did though. They you did. Know what I'm saying they, they you didn't have, but you didn't get powers just because you got lucky. Mm-hmm. You know that you were given them by by the compound V. So. I, I don't know where the show's gonna go next. Except obviously the episode three ended on the cliffhanger. You know, yeah, it Emma's was, um, down there. Uh, Emma getting stuck down there, and then I think uh, she, it, she no no she got stuck down there, and then the, the alarm went off, and Polarity was like, "Oh, like I made a mistake," and Emma finally showed like mm-hmm. basically she's like she's like eight man basically, yeah. and she goes into this dude's she crawls brain. Through his head. Yeah, she literally calls through his head from one side to the other, kills him. Like. Yeah, and then she gets <laughs> caught in there with the alarms, and now her and Sam are captured by the guards and. Polarity's like, hey, listen, we got to go get, mm-hmm. she's stuck. Like, you know, we got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know. I mean, um, there's been some interesting moments, too. The Polarity and uh, Kate mm-hmm. thing was pretty interesting, you know. like For me? I think um, it was just more of a grief thing. I don't think they were, like, anything beforehand. I don't, for I me, just, you, you know what I was saying, though. I, I don't trust her. I don't trust her at all. If you have any mind control powers, I'm not being good. I'm not being good at all. I'm not having doing the for the greater good, no. I'm getting what I want. I'm doing what the fuck I want. And <laughs> no, you can't tell me no, because I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Because yeah. I can tell you what to do. <laughs> so if I got mind control powers, I'm probably working for the wrong side. Most likely. And she definitely uh, had a pretty interesting moment, too, where she saves uh, Andre on the stairs. Oh, my gosh. She could, like, she possess made, She literally was, like, the making body. the cops. Yeah, she yeah. literally, like, made the cops, like, do, like, a bunch of stuff on the stairs to make so they wouldn't Unholy, get Unholy. Some unholy unreal, stuff. Yeah, stuff I won't repeat. Stuff you will not get into heaven doing. And it's really just funny. Like the, 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 the boys in Gen V now get away with so much stuff because mm-hmm. of what they're on on Amazon and all that. Mm-hmm. There are some unbelievable moments in these shows where you're like, you just can't believe they put that on TV. And like they talk about it like there's yeah, first media episode. people. Like that's what I'm saying. Like there's just there's some crazy shit, man. Mm-hmm. And um 
Yeah, I don't know. Do you have a favorite character so far? Uh, favorite character. Uh, I've been going back and forth, but I mean, I don't know much about Sam. But episode three definitely opened up a lot about Sam. I, I love Sam. I love yeah. Sam's character. I know he's gonna be huge. Um, but I need people to stop being mean to Emma, man. I'm not, I'm not messing with that. Yeah, kicking a dying horse, basically. Like you could already tell that, like she's like real, like shut out. Really has no response to the things that's being said about her. Right. And then the freshman comes in to try to make a name for herself because she only has what like ten thousand subscribers. Emma has like three hundred thousand or something like yeah. that. She's and she uses her name, uses her name to expose her secret that she has to puke to turn little to be her decide she is. And then like. Her mom saying like how the calorie intake affects her and whatnot. Well, I mean, finding out her mom is the reason that she does that. Yeah, her mom is like too. so into it because her mom sold her out. Mm-hmm. Like that's how she got her money. Like you know what I'm saying, that's how you got your money. I literally sold my daughter out, and now she got this power that she has to purge herself to turn small and whatnot. It's sad that the that the freshman she I don't even know her name, but she literally exposed. And that. but you know, what I really like about Gen V too is it shows you uh, that fam that that. Family, um, what's that? That family pressure, the familial oh pressure, man, right? Um, where these kids go through this with all that. Like, see, so we got Emma's mom forcing her to eat right and all that because she doesn't want her to get too big or too small. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Lee was born as a boy, but could joke between boy and girl. I liked. Oh my god, and Jordan's that, me, character. I, I was gonna say the, Jordan character yes. to me right now is the best one. That's probably my favorite character. Um, That's I like how I'm going back and forth. Like, their, I love. I like, I like their <laughs> um, dynamic because mm-hmm. she was born a boy, or he was born a boy, or they were. And um, but they get gender swap back and forth whenever. Of they course, want that's to. the power that he that he gets, and his his dad hates and his dad it. And it's hates perfect. It. It's a perfect dynamic well, you know, your because dad sells, your dad sells mm-hmm. you out and makes you and you know puts the Kamal V in you, mm-hmm. and then he he gets the power that he hates the most. You know yeah, I mean? and he's he's literally like they're at the party and like everything's kind of like inaudible and like it's like ringing and whatnot. And he's just sitting there and he listens to his parents talk and he grabs the glass. But grabbing a glass, the he turns it to the girl, and. The lady that's talking to his parents, like she don't care, she didn't, it didn't bother her at all. But her, her, her dad, dad is immediately, immediately turned. Yeah, Jordan's off. mom doesn't care. Jordan's yeah. mom's like, no, I love you regardless. But the mm-hmm. dad, no, you're my firstborn son. It was the happiest day of my life. Like, mm-hmm. be a, you're a boy, mm-hmm. be a boy. Yeah, and that was like a really big one. Um, I like that. You know, you got the even the pressure from um, uh, who was the other parents in there? Where we did? I'm talking right now. Oh, polarity. Polarity, polarity yeah. yeah. His, to me, is even more important because... Uh, Scary, even. <laughs> Polarity's Scary. dad was... It, from what I'm guessing is that he tried to get into the seven and it was denied. Mm-hmm. So now he's trying to make sure his son gets into the seven. Mm-hmm. But and I don't think that Andre wants to be a part of the seven. I don't think that's like his end game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like He's doing it because his dad wants to. And like that's where they were like, you know, your parents... They failed at what they wanted to do at some point, so they want to live through you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not a detriment to his dad or anything like that. You know, you want the best for your kid, but if your kid's showing that he clearly doesn't want that for himself, yeah. you can't force that onto him. Yeah. You know, you're you're basically you're not giving him the choice to live his life the way he wants to, and that's kind of you know messed up. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on with the show, but theories. Yeah. Like I said, I, I just I have a I have a really really strong feeling that Kate is not good and she is using mind control when she needs to use it and that she is playing a fake fake character right now where like she's just around them and Golden Boy was very, very aware of what she was doing. Yeah. Very, very aware of what she was doing. And that's why he has a whole hard time dealing with the fact that Sam was down there because she probably got Sam down there. <laughs> he has a hard time. She was the one that put him to sleep in the yeah, flashback. Exactly. So she has she clearly had control over Sam and she yeah. clearly had control over Golden Boy as well. I do think these care I I do think that there's kinda be uh, gonna be a thing where this show is going to make you like these characters. One of these characters is going to make it to the seven, and then you're going to have to watch them fight the boys. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like my theory right now, where it's like, you know, this show is going to build up. All one, of, you know, it's going to be 
Marie or polarity or whatever. But they're trying you... to make it something gonna be Marie, but Marie is not gonna be the yeah, one. Yeah, I don't see it. it. I, I think it's gonna be Jordan. I think Jordan's gonna end up. Yeah, and I, but then I, I just see it going into because this she's gonna play right into the boys season four where you know like the boys don't care who you are, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're gonna go against you if you're a hero unless you prove that you're not bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I could end up seeing the thing where, you know, like now it's gonna be you like this character so much from Gen V, but now do you root for him in the boys? Yeah, how do you, do you root who, against who, them? who you think is gonna be though? Who? Who's gonna make it into the seven? I, I got Jordan. I think it's probably gonna be Polarity. I mm-hmm. do think he's gonna end up. Oh my god! Imagine. Yeah, I think no <laughs> he's immediately what, gonna go be with the boys though. Like, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I do think it's gonna end up being Polarity. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what, I, I think Marie's too on the nose. I think that's kind of the point where I think she'll end up deciding that it's not worth it. Yeah. Because that's her whole thing right now is that she wants to be in the seven. Yeah. She wants to be the first black woman to ever be in the seven, mm-hmm. and so I think that it's gonna end up playing back on her. She's not gonna be the one that makes it. So do you think Kate's the mind control girl, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you think she um, made Golden Boy kill himself? It's interesting. That's the thing. I feel like she sent Because it was so out of character that he caught something. Out of nowhere. And like, I think he went to her. And then she touched him. And, and was like, she's hey, involved with it. Yeah, because so she, she touched she him and said, guy, "You yes, should go blow she touches yourself people up." And what to do. Yeah, all, and it happens she, as it goes. Like the one guy, I want you. Or to Or she knew get the all along, back. and yeah. she sent, she touched him, and she said, "I want you to do this." Because look what she was able to do. That guy just keep hitting himself with a bat. Yeah, that's what I was crotch. saying. Like stuff like that. Like I just feel like that she's and it makes sense she's she's manipulative. I don't think she's truly evil. But she's all about what she wants, where she wants to get to. Or maybe she's even getting rid of the competition, even because yeah, maybe. Uh, Golden Boy, like he snapped out of it when he when he had polarity. So it seems like polarity is very very strong and clearly has yeah. like this emotional, physical, and just an intact with all the people around him. Like he just understands how to talk to people. So when he hugged uh, Golden Boy. And I'm like, man, I was like pretty powerful that he like shut, shut him down, he was and, like, able to calm, him down. calm him down. Like, yeah. I, and then besides boy, Jordan's and it, like that was so gender, scary. which I think the analogy with Jordan's gender stuff is so current today. Yeah, I think it's like being That's accepted why she's one of my and pronouns and all that she's stuff. She's easily my favorite character. Right mm-hmm. now. Um, what's her? I'm kind of confused. What her power besides the well, gender, it, it she can fight. Just, like, <laughs> so when she was fighting Golden Boy, so when I was like, I watched a video about this after, like it was like summing it up. I guess Compound V, no matter what, outside of the main power it gives you, does give you enhanced speed, enhanced strength. Enhanced yeah, when well, she was getting hit and stuff, she was breaking well, everything. Saying, so, and, and it yeah. kind of seemed there was like an energy field around her, too. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if it was like the lighting or if it was just like a special effect thing they were doing. But when she was like punching him, like it looked like there was like almost like UV. Oh, I know what you're talking like about. That. When like he swung on her and she like went down and like yeah, hit him. And like, like it was like she was faster than him because he actually has a power. But yeah, she's so has it, that it was just weird like the way that it looked. Like, I don't know if it was like, just like a, a visual choice or whatever. <laughs> she but. punched his. But there's no way I remember that. Yeah. No, yeah, but I, I think that's just really what it is because do you see that with even like some of the other heroes? Like A Train has super speed, that's his main power, but he was also able to punch through a wall and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So he's there the compound V does more than just give you it gives you your main power and then it gives you whatever else comes with that. Yep. Um so that wraps up everything for uh Gen V. I said Re- really good first. We can always episodes. do like weekly up weekly. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys up to date with uh stuff like that. Demand didn't watch, so I don't want to get too deep into it. Yeah, I don't want to like spoil anything. Kind of did spoil a good amount of it, but I feel like it really is a really good. Patrick Schwarzenegger, we hardly knew you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he will not be back. <laughs> Sorry, I had to use a dad joke there. Uh, so last but not least, um, with Loki season two premiering. Want to do an MCU TV show draft? So, which this what this means is literally just 
Disney Plus. I don't want to go into the Netflix stuff. I want to go into the um, you know the lower stuff where that I was on like CW. I think Fox, whatever you know, like the HBO stuff like that. So, so strictly make sure we write down our characters too, so that nobody's double picking. Yeah, I got mine written. I'm gonna cook okay. uh, check off which I don't pick. But um, hey, you want to short? You you too short. I'm in the hole. You too short. You too short. All right. Um, but <laughs> um, so. What this is, we're going to do a random wheel. This wheel is going to generate the first person who picks, and we're going to go in snake order, obviously. So if Demond picks first, Damien second, me third, I'll go third and fourth, then back to Damien's the fifth, Demond sixth, whatever, and so forth. So and it's five players. We're going to do starting five, you know, uh, and it can appear even for a second, whether it's a flashback, whether it's a post-credit scene, whether it's no no mention. Like it has to actually have to actually be physically in the show, casting, yeah. and whatnot. So we want to be very specific. We want to say the exact character that's in there. So not to spoil anything for you guys, but there were several variants of Wanda. You know, several variants of Thanos. You know, stuff like that. From what if, from um, whatever the case may be. So with that being said, you want to spin the wheel, Damiel. Come on with the first one. Let's oh go, man. God, bro. Let's go. Let's go, man. All right. So you brought up the flashbacks and stuff. So, like, I was going to slide and not take him early, but, like, I can't risk out having him. So, I'm going to go my first pick. Uh, I don't, when are y'all going to take him, but I need him? <sighs> I'm cooked. I'm done. I lost. You know what? I'm going to go. This might be a sleeper. It might not be a sleeper. I'm going to go Winter Soldier. Flashback scene. Ah, oh, that's, that's good. good that's I'm actually really him. good. That's I'm actually really him. good. I, I didn't. Think I was him. gonna slide. I was I gonna slide, him, him but I'm like, uh, he, he, I can't. He's not on my it. board because of what I really, I really know he can turn into. Like he, he start off good. Uh, that second half of his career, though. Uh, yeah, that you know flashback so scene I don't wanna, from the you know palace. Oh my, he was going crazy, bro. That was that was one of my favorites. I'm gonna go him. That's my number. You got the second overall pick. Ooh, second overall. All right, so I want a powerhouse man, and and Damien. Listen, man, I'm going to leave somebody on the board for you because I know you're going to take them. And you got back-to-back, I know you're going to take them. Um, but, you know, I got to do it. I got to give me a power. I got to go zombie Thanos. I got to. Ooh. I have to. It's a good one. I have to. But I know who you're going. I'm not going to say it, but go ahead. No, all right. I'm going Supreme Doctor. I'm going Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I, I left him there for you. I was I'm, like, going, I'm going Strange Supreme. I'm going to do it because he, he won't Supreme, be in it. Supreme, man, because so. uh, Strange Supreme out of what if. I is, need to write them down. That's how, that's how I'm going to It's actually such a crazy character. Probably one of my favorite ones from the show, so I gotta go Strange Supreme. Play to play two guard. <laughs> all right, and you got back to back, so uh, um, we pairing up with him. All right, when I'm getting, I'm getting my power forward to the future. I'm getting Infinite Ultron. Oh my god! See, I was gonna go Infinite Ultron. See, the, the the thing about Infinite Ultron for me was the man lost to a team low key. That was led by Killmonger. So, like, the way I'm looking at it, like, ah, I went mad with Killmonger. Yeah, but you also had, like, really you, but you also had, uh, they had the, um, oh, my God, the green dude from Winter Soldier. Um, he was the scientist. He was a German scientist. They oh, my Elgin. God. Uh, Is it? It's not Z. I keep trying to say. I keep, it's not Zemo. It's, yeah, um, I keep thinking of Zemo. He was I the, can't even think of his he name. He's a Nazi, right? Yeah. He was the one that, like, told Captain America all about S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. being infiltrated by Hydra mm-hmm. during Winter Soldier. I'll get his name right. Yeah, I can't he, 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 right was now. A, he, he was he a was one he was the reason that yeah. was possible. So you got your back to back picks. I'm up on the clock. 
Uh, I was deciding between two people here. Now, I'm going to tell you who I was deciding between. I don't know if y'all looking at him. U.S. agent, best friend. He's on my board. <laughs> uh, he died. He a noble man. Died on the shield. Literally. Um, you got the... You got the you got, I feel like you had the strongest guy, Damien. We didn't really see what the zombie towns can do. We got to like really predict. I might go all zombie. Give me zombie Wanda. Oh my, oh, give me zombie Wanda. Stop playing power. with me. I'm, I'm going yeah. straight. I want brute force. Zombie, <laughs> zombie Thanos had all the stones except for what? I think you were just missing the mind stone, right? Yeah. So, I mean, your zombie Thanos got to be strong automatically. You, you feel me, though? All right, Demond. All right, so y'all going off power. I need I need somebody to break it up. So, I'm going to go Zemo. I, got, oh, I, need, okay. I need somebody. And you got somebody, somebody that can control your. Ooh, you feel me? Zemo the team Because Zemo can control Winter Soldier. That's a. You know what I mean? Know. Hold on, I gotta, hold on. Let me go to Zemo's my list on my real board, quick. Zemo's on my board. Let me go, go, go to my list real quick. Damn, right? I would have went Megan Thee Stallion for girl power, but I'm going to go I'm gonna go. Peggy, Captain America version. Ah, that's not bad. She had a couple good moments. Wasn't on my board, but I. Because I think I was overlooking her because she went to a small school. Ah, she wants to go like the 30s. Peggy America. Peggy America. (laughs) Ah, so it's me. I like this. I like this middle because I really could like cut y'all off kind of thing. And for me, um, we didn't see his full capability. He got a show coming out. And you know where I'm going with this. I got to go. Matt Murdock. Daredevil. Uh, Come on now. Like, y'all talk about the brute force. And we got, you know what I'm saying? The finesse. Wow, we really support blind people. You know what I'm saying? We really got all the, you know, we got everything going for us right now. We got the dead people and the blind people. So, like, realistically, I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with my team right now. Damien with the back to back. Uh, you might you might hurt my team. I ain't gonna lie, you might hurt my team. Our right. fifth round pick so, would be crazy. To run my team, I guess, to run to, to play to play the to play the three. I guess I'm gonna go U.S. agent. Oh my God. John Walker. Good defensive player, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I need that lockdown on my team. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to throw a curveball at y'all. So it's between my one, my, my point guard or my center. I think I'm taking the center here. I'm going with Man Thing from Werewolf by Night. That was, you know what's crazy? I looked into it and I'm like, I didn't watch it. So I can't really take nobody from there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he, he, could, he, could, he could control your thoughts. He can get your mind and stuff. So, you know what I'm that's saying? Strong, that's, a strong thing. that's a strong thing. That's a strong thing. You got to just go with that. Um, Supernatural character. See, my boy here, you know what I'm saying? My boy, Demond. You, 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 let me, you let me to the water, so I'm going to drink it. Girl power. I, I was up between three different women. So, Agatha Harkness is one of them. I can't go there. You know what I'm saying? Her and Wanda going to beef a lot. I really, I really can't have it. Megan Thee Stallion was on my board. She was for, you know, science purposes, not for nothing else. Um, <laughs> but here, I'm going to go with a woman that, you know what I'm saying, she ruthless. And I can't wait to see her tonight. I got to go with Sylvie, man. Sylvie, yeah, finesse. She got yeah. the speed. She got the manipulations. So I'm going to go with Sylvie. Mm-hmm. The mom with the back-to-back. All right. And you don't support women yet, so, like, clearly you got to get on mm-hmm. My next pick, right? I brought it up yesterday in the, oh. in the Discord. <laughs> I'm going White Vision. <laughs> Bro, this took my last pick. White Vision, man. I'm going White pick. Vision. Good picks. You, you okay. You okay. Um, oh, I forgot to spell Vision. Hold on. Let me... uh, you right? <laughs> nah, you spelled it wrong. Uh, Wait, no. See, now you messing me up. Bro. V-I-S-I-O-N. V-I-S-I-O-N. Yeah, that's what I thought, right? Yeah. It's not V-I-S-O-N. That's Vison. That's Vison. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm bringing this up in the and then my last pick, 
You gotta be strong with this one, cause I'm coming. I'm coming in hot. Ah, bro, y'all took all the ones I really wanted. I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go with he who remains. I figured you off. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go him as last pick, just off a potential factor, you know. Yeah, we we know what he could become. We don't. We don't know, but we know. Now this might be the quickest pick in MCTVU draft history ever because this this person appeared in the post credit scene. Now I'm surprised none of y'all took them because she is one of the most powerful heroes in our universe. Captain Marvel is coming to my team based off the fact that I support women. Y'all don't, so that starts there. And second of all, who beat my team? We got all the finesse, all the power. Come on now, and we and we support all all faces. Of, you know what I'm saying? Can like, she have a solo movie though? Can Let's she have a solo movie? Uh, I prefer her not to. Exactly. That's not her role on this team. She's more of a two guard, more of a uh, stay in my lane kind of person. Mm. That's just me. What's Damian her trade value? I'm trying to find the name of who. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I think go crazy though. Rank online. Sylvie definitely at the point. All right, so I'm definitely gonna run. So my, for my, my my point guard of the team, I'm going Thanos Armor Gamora. Uh, from what if she's basically just Thanos but Gamora, so mm-hmm. the Thamora, the Mora, and that's gonna be my one. I guess it was between her and Sharon Carter. I gotta, I gotta put a girl in there. Yeah, Sharon yeah. Carter. You know, she kind of made me mad. So yeah, she just she, she can handle <sighs> oh, the ball. I really don't think she can score. Like I forgot that. she was in Hawkeye. I sold. Who oh, Valentina? Yeah, you sold. I sold. I was gonna, but then y'all start leaving people like Sylvia on the board, like Marlon yeah, board. I sold. Um. For undrafted purposes, I mean, I I was really going to... I was so close to taking Kate Bishop. I was this close. Yeah. And I was like, ah, Sylvie. It seemed like she she been everywhere. She knows what she's she yeah, doing. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely got the cap- more capabilities. Uh, I know DeMond said he was going to take Echo, but he's not wrong. <laughs> I was going to go Jimmy Woo or Hawk. <laughs> oh, I should I should have went Daredevil. I should have went Daredevil and Echo. Then we, you know what I'm saying? Jimmy Woo would have been crazy. I, I Nobody took Kingpin. Like oh Kingpin was on my was board, on my but y'all was like zombie. Y'all said zombie, zombie Thanos. You went the first pick. He should have took zombie. He should have took zombie Thanos. He was on my list. No, I didn't want to take You want to take one arm, one leg missing T'Challa? No, I was thinking about it, but y'all didn't think about Spider-Man. In the one what if episode? Yeah, in the zombie episode. Yeah, I was like, yo, wasn't thinking about the zombie episode. I had a lot of cares in it, so I was like, all right, let me just take advantage of that. Um, See, I went off smart. I, I needed, I needed, <laughs> I needed people. I need people with smarts. You know what I mean? That's why I got. You didn't take the watcher though. You didn't take the watcher. I mean, Strange Supreme literally put y'all in a bubble, so it don't matter. <laughs> that is true. Strange Supreme got us all. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kamala Khan or Kamala Khan? Or no, yeah, oh, nobody. I mean, she's my board, but like Kamala would have been a good. She's young. That, 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 she's a good, she a good six man. Yeah, young experience. Just about, just about. Um, so for my team, it would be like Sylvie at the one, Captain Marvel at the two. You know, all women backcourt. WNBA, my favorite league. Uh, Daredevil at the three. Zombie Wanda at the four because she got vert, and then <laughs> Zombie Thanos because he a post scorer. You know what I'm saying? Post-score take from 2K19. I'm running a 2-2 zone because Zemo can't be on the field for real. So he got to be in the background. I need white vision up front. Of course. Um... I need Winter Soldier, you know, that one year, two years of his prime, like, that was very <laughs> prominent. And then, oh, my God, with Peggy, and, and he remains in the back. Yo, yeah, I just I need Zemo. Mean. Zemo got to cook. That's really he. Yeah, he, he got to do it. He, 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 he the IQ guy? Yeah, he the IQ guy. He going to break y'all teams up, you know what I mean, mentally. On that Draymond yeah, shit. I, I, shit. Think I, I, think I'm running, I think I'm running the Mora. <laughs> the Mora at the one? The Mora at the one. You know, she got the one. <laughs> <laughs> or Kyle. Cheap power dribbling down the court. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to run Strange Supreme at the two. That's my Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, U.S. agent at the three because he had locked down. I don't know. That's like my, uh, I don't know, Mary. Can't even tell you his name right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's my, like my dork. <laughs> that's like my year. And then I got Infinite Ultron at the four. That's, that's Tim Duncan right there. Mm-hmm. That's a legend. And then I got Man Thing at the five. That's like a it's like a Bo Marjanovic, but <laughs> he there though. If you know what I'm saying, he big. Like you know, he could he could clog up the paint. So, uh, so that concludes this episode for you guys. Thank you guys so much for joining us. But before we go, oh, mind you got to close uh, out. I gotcha, man. Only way you know how. So look, <clears throat> I just want to say to anybody out there. Who's thinking about quitting, rather it be um, their job, um, you know, they're struggling financially, you know, to provide for their child or provide for their family, or they have a passion that they want to do and they think about quitting, do not give up. It take one day, it take it take one step for you to, to blossom into something you want to be, especially, you know, in 2023, there's so many opportunities out there. That you know you could push and thrive for, so you know you got people counting on you. Don't give up. I know it's hard mentally to, to stay strong every day, especially if you got kids or especially you got people depending on you. But do not give up. You have you these people need you. You're like a superhero to them. Do not give up. Stay strong and keep fighting and keep pushing. Never back down. Never what? Never, never back down. Never up. what? <laughs> never no. give up. <laughs> yeah, man. Demond didn't give up after going over nine, y'all. So yeah, yeah, don't yeah, ever yeah. give up for anything. No, I almost did. I was this close. You were that close? Yeah, yeah I was that close, close. too. <laughs> I was hovering over my Xbox button. <laughs> Hit with elbow. Yeah, I'm grounded upon at that point. But, uh, thank you guys again once for joining us. Uh, later tonight will, will be the live reactions. We'll be recording that. Um, hope you guys enjoy Loki as much as we will. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one. Never back down to what? Never, Never give up. Never give up. <laughs> <laughs> Never give up.